this is Tina McDermott, and this is my story on learning to love my body. The struggle is real. I was the third female child in an Italian family. And in traditional Italian families, a boy is like royalty. He will carry on the family name. My dad so badly wanted a boy. And then surprise, it's a girl and it's the third girl. (laughs) All joking aside, as I grew older, I could feel my dad's disappointment. And at the same time, I felt neglected by my mom because she was emotionally unavailable. She had a host of emotional and physical challenges, which she carries with her to this day. They've only become magnified over the years. So the only way for me to get love and attention I craved was to refuse food. Italian mothers, they take notice and they react so strongly and swiftly when their kids don't eat, which is probably why I acted out. And unfortunately, it wasn't long before this behavior turned into anorexia. Yep. I became so skinny that my grandmom, we call her Nana, would tell me the wind was going to blow me away. I used to refuse to eat as a form of control over my crazy Italian parents and my chaotic life. And then for some reason, everything changed. When I was 12 years old and went to Italy with my nonna for the summer, I fell in love with food for the very first time. I was no longer anorexic. Yay! I gained 20 pounds that summer at the age of 13. And for the first time, I actually felt and looked healthy, with the exception of the stretch marks, of course. But my sisters would tease me all the time, saying that I was fat. Oh, please understand. I love, love, love my sisters. And and they did their best. However, this teasing led to these emotional eating and an obsession with exercise and losing weight. Like so many people before me, I discovered I had an emotional attachment to food. Trying to regain control, I started yo-yo dieting and became an exercise fanatic for years. This caused my metabolism to become very, very unstable. Stressing over my exercise obsession and my weight caused me to have belly issues that were debilitating. Every day I was suffering from bad gas, pains, bloating in my stomach, along with severe constipation. It was so embarrassing as the gas would escape at very, very inconvenient times. My family even called me. They had a nickname for me. It was Puzza, which means stinky in Italian. The name calling led to even more emotional issues. My oldest sister, Anna, was diagnosed with cancer at the age of 24. Unfortunately, she lost her battle with cancer and it took her life at the age of 48. I thought that I would probably be next because I was always sick. Her her journey was a wake-up call for me to learn more about how to take better care of myself. And I never, ever wanted to suffer like she did. Found out that I was suffering from chronic Lyme disease as well. And, and, you know, I thought I was going through menopause at the ripe age of 37. Yep. Took me five years to get to a point when I was symptom-free. And I managed all of this naturally through food, through fitness, the support of my family and my husband of 18 years. Now that I'm 53 and going through perimenopause, I have learned to embrace the transition and go through it with grace, gratitude, confidence, and ease. Over the years, I began eating better and learned everything that there was to know about natural health that I possibly could get my hands on. I was passionate and taught anyone who would listen. 
it was then that I realized it was my mission to teach wellness. I also discovered methods to release emotions that, and come to peace with the self-sabotaging beliefs that I was holding close to my heart. For the past 20 years, I've had the joy, the pleasure of giving guidance, love, and support to women. If I help them, they too can be strong, fit, and healthy. They can be free from the emotional chains that keep them inside the walls of limiting beliefs, food addictions, gaining weight, and belly challenges. I was compelled to use my knowledge to help others, but still I had to stop and ask myself, Tina, why are you teaching this? My belief system made me acknowledge that I was going through this for a reason. My sister's suffering and my mess were about to become my message. As a crusader for health, permanent weight loss, I just couldn't stand by any longer and watch another charlatan promote another fad diet, which I call capital D, capital I, capital E, with a small T. Who wants to die? We want to live it, not diet. These diets are so full of disease-causing chemicals that ruins people's metabolism and their lives. They teach things that just don't work. My mission is to save every woman that I can and show them how to lose weight and keep it off forever without these fad diets and gimmicks. Let me tell you a story. When I was in my 30s, I worked for a chiropractor and she taught nutrition for her patients. I stayed late for each and every workshop, soaking up every second and bit of information that I could. She always spoke of going on a detox where you simply just don't eat for three days and drink this crazy apple cider vinegar drink with cayenne pepper. Who does that and survives was what I was thinking. (laughs) It took me three years before I could even think of doing a detox. And now I teach my clients the easy way to detox their bodies with real whole foods, not by starving themselves. Fast forward from this experience, I realized that I had some serious emotional issues and I was using food to stuff them down and keep them hidden even from myself. I was afraid of having hunger pangs and not having food nearby. This, I believe, came from being anorexic as a child, as well as my experience in a subway station. Let me explain. One day at the end of summer, I was in France. I was coming home after guiding bike trips throughout the country for the summer. I was in the subway early in the morning and found myself dragging my very, very heavy bag full of gifts to take home to my family. Let me tell you, it was heavy. I hadn't eaten breakfast and I walked for what seemed like miles through the metro station. Occasionally, folks came by, felt sorry for me and helped me drag my bag through the long hallways, up steps, down steps, through the subway. Finally, I arrived at the subway car, exhausted and literally drenched in sweat. Before I knew it, I was blacking out. Yep, that's right. I passed out on the subway station all by myself with my big heavy bag. (laughs) I came around within a few moments and I was completely flushed and a bit scared. I ate a banana that I had with me, thank goodness, and, and I felt better. What did I learn? That I had low blood sugar. It's called hypoglycemia from not eating breakfast and from eating a carb loaded dinner the night before. At the time, I was also a very heavy carb-eating vegetarian. I I simply didn't know any better. I I also learned that being hypoglycemic was not a death sentence and can easily be reversed. Throughout my life, I've had a morphed vision of my body. I always thought that I was fat and typically wore clothes that were too big for me. Mind you, in my 20s, I only weighed 120 pounds at 5'4", but I was never satisfied. I realize now that I was hiding. 
if I had to put my finger on what I was hiding from, I couldn't tell you specifically, but I can guess that I was hiding from sexual attention from guys. I found the attention uncomfortable and even talking about it now is not so easy. I was always exercising excessively or dieting to get rid of the weight and then hiding it with clothes. I know that it sounds incredibly silly, but that was how my brain was wired. I now know that there's a term for this, and it's called body dysmorphia. Over the past 10 years, I've been practicing healing modalities that have helped me overcome these emotional eating issues and body dysmorphia. The most powerful modality that I've used is called the peace process, where I can move to a neutral mindset over past traumas. Sometimes it takes minutes to go through this process, and other times multiple sessions, but I do come to peace with whatever it is that is giving me angst. I can now say that I no longer have a morphed vision of my body. I fully and completely love and accept my body for the miraculous gift that it is. Yes, even every fat cell that mostly accumulates in my inner thighs and my boobs. <laughs> I love those, especially because they are what makes up the most special and beautiful person in my life, me. Yes, I eat healthy meals. I cheat every once in a while, especially on ice cream when we go to the beach in the summer. I exercise to have fun, not because I have to. I surrender to being 53 and going through perimenopause with wonky periods, hot flashes in the middle of the night, heavy bleeding out of nowhere, all of it. I absolutely love my body and love who I have become in my life. My work is one of passion and love for all women who are on the same journey as me and want support to live healthy, vibrant, and free for the rest of their lives. You too can heal from the past and love your body. Yes, every single inch of it. So much love to you and humongous hugs because I just love hugs. And I love you and I believe in you. And until next time, namaste. Thank you for asking me, Sydney, the question, what have I learned about myself in sharing my story? And I've learned so, so, so much about myself when I was writing this. And, and of course, when I'm reading it, it all kind of comes back to you. But, but that there are so many women in this world who are suffering with a lot of the same issues that I have and have had, I should say. And it makes me even more empowered to want to continue working in my genius zone and reach as many of these women in, as possible through, of course, my genius zone, which is being an inspirational chef, a speaker, and a weight loss coach, and helping them realize that they can live a life that is full of joy and and yeah, life and love and, and all of that. And they don't have to suffer needlessly like my sister who had cancer did. When you ask, what is my biggest dream? My biggest dream, thank you for asking this, is to be an icon in the wellness arena. Not because of ego's sake, but for the fact that it would mean that I am truly fulfilling my mission in life and infecting as many people especially women in this world as humanly possible to to live a life that's full of joy, that's full of health and vibrancy and free from all of the diets and the emotional chains that bind them. That's what my biggest dream is, is to be an icon and to help as many people as possible. 
Sydney, thank you again for asking these amazing questions and for having me on your show. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and namaste. Until next time, bye for now. We all have a story to share and a voice that is meant to be heard, and we want to share yours. For more information and to get involved, visit storiesofinspiringjoy.com. Stories of Inspiring Joy is a production of Seek the Joy Media and created by Sydney Weiss. You can find all episodes on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And if you like the show, hit subscribe, leave us a rating and review, and follow along on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We're creating greater connection and community, one powerful story at a time. Thank you.